Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 37. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. This week's feature review is from DAVTFC, who writes, very relatable. These quick episodes help me know I'm not alone when I'm thinking about getting rid of clutter. So helpful. It is my pleasure to help you however I can. And if you are enjoying these episodes and you have like 30 seconds to spare, I would love it if you could scroll down an Apple podcast to write a review, leave a quick one to two sentence love note with five stars, if you don't mind, about a key takeaway or an episode you enjoyed, perhaps today's episode. Thank you so much for your support. So today we are talking about how to be intentional in our mom lives when we are completely overwhelmed. You know, when the day is done and you're so exhausted, but you have like no recollection of what you actually did. My special guest is Julie Redmond from the mom made plans podcast. She is a mom of eight year old boy, girl twins, a happy wife, and is fueled by fun earrings, dark chocolate, meaningful conversations, and Jesus. She is on a mission to make mom life feel easier and meaningfully productive through the ultimate life hack of self-awareness and intentional living. And it's all built on the foundation of faith. I really love Julie's tactical tips on how we can get out of that feeling of overwhelm and stop being a victim to our circumstances so we can take charge of our days, whether we are at home with our littles, working out of the home, or anything in between. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's conversation with Julie Redman. Hey there, Mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hi, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So you and I connected kind of through the podcasting space. I've been meeting so many amazing women and moms that are podcasting and also managing their homes and their families and all the things. And I was wondering if you could kind of introduce yourself a little bit about you, your family, kind of who you serve and how you like to spend your time when you're not doing all those other things. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's tough. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I'm Julie and I am a wife and I'm a mom of twins. I have eight-year-old boy-girl twins. So that has been a fun journey, um, which necessitated a lot of what I do in terms of trying to be efficient and productive and how to get all those mom things done. So that's really my heart. And I just feel like we make things way more complicated and harder than they need to be. And it's Mm -hmm. almost this like badge of honor that mom life is hard. And so I'm trying to shake that up a little bit and it's okay to make it easier. Let's 
do that instead. So yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I'm podcasting is my like other thing when I'm not doing all the things, but I, I love a good kitchen dance party. That is always uh, (laughs) for me uh, hanging out. Very cool. I love that. And you and I geographically are pretty close. So maybe we can get together in real life. IRL is the kid. I know. (laughs) That'd be so fun. It would be fun. Um, And when I found out that you were a twin mom, I was like, oh my gosh, because I just, I just don't even have the mental capacity to understand (laughs) how that works. Um, My kids are six and a half and five boys. And so I feel like I'm coming out of some of the phases of sort of the craziness. Um, But I would love it if you could kind of take us back to time and it could be recent or it could be kind of when you were a new mom, when you were completely overwhelmed, which shouldn't be a stretch considering (laughs) the twin thing, but just kind of bring us back there. And kind of when you sort of reach that point where you're like, oh my gosh, something has to change. Like this is not working anymore. This is not sustainable. I feel like a lot of my listeners and probably your listeners too, they kind of reach this point and they're like, okay, I need help. Like something needs to change. And then they make this shift and are able to move forward by simplifying, by realizing they have to live more intentionally, whatever the case may be. So could you share a story from uh, your own life about that? Yeah. So I definitely still struggle, even though this is I love making things easier and less overwhelming. It's something I still struggle with. So I always like to put that out there. Like it's not gone forever, but um, yeah, I guess I would go back to the kind of the early years of motherhood of when things were just really super overwhelming, just on a daily basis. And at the time, um, my husband and I, we had like a third floor condo, no elevator. So twins coming in a dog that was just not happening. And So life, whatever, we ended up um, going in with my parents in the basement. And so you have less space and you add two little people (laughs) and all of, you know, babies have a lot of stuff. And so times two, it was just so much and just going through and toys and all of that. And just a constant surrounding of clutter everywhere. And I just realized how much that like when I didn't even notice it just in the background, it was just giving me all this anxiety. And so I was operating out of just this heightened level of anxiety all the time, not even realizing it just because of my surrounding. So then any little thing, your response level is much, your fuse is much shorter because you're already so heightened. And so that's really where things were peaking out. And when I realized how much my surroundings impacted me, and you can only do so much in a small space, but I would keep trying and trying and I could never get it there. And so the whole decluttering thing and the value of that, and just when we were, um, finally out of that space, just really cherishing and being like, okay, I'm very intentional in my surroundings and trying to avoid clutter and all of that. Um, and figuring, trying to figure out routines and flexibility and just to build on, but it was really that visual clutter was kind of that foundation that needed to be worked out first. And then 
work from there, but yeah, it was definitely, I'm very grateful <laughs> for space. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we talk a lot here about the connection between clutter and anxiety. And I know that resonates with a lot of our listeners where it's just like everywhere around you, you're just surrounded by it. And your home is supposed to be this haven. It's supposed to be the place where you feel at peace. And yet you're not. And I've actually spoken to moms that they'll stay in their car, you know, just a little bit longer <laughs> coming home from work because they just don't want to go into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I didn't have the verbiage around it, but I learned recently about this concept of a highly sensitive person and it can be with clutter and with noise, just mm -hmm. any sort of stimulation. Yeah. I definitely fall into that category and just kind of recognizing that about yourself, especially when living in a smaller space like you were at that time mm -hmm. and just being like, okay, this is not, you know, I'm not showing up how I want to be, you know, as a mom or a wife or whatever. Okay. Um, now your podcast, Mom Made Plans, focuses on sort of this uh, self-awareness and how we can use self-awareness to live a more intentional life, um, kind mm -hmm. of based in with this foundation of your faith, which I love. And while this isn't necessarily a faith-based podcast, just this concept of there's grace, you know, there's yeah. grace there yeah. from God. And I think that if you are um, Christian, that's very helpful because it takes a lot of that pressure off like yeah. you were talking about. Um, so I would love it if you could talk about, you know, again, our listeners, this overwhelmed mom, maybe she started making some strides with this decluttering her physical space. And now it is, okay, I just want to be able to feel some other purpose than I'm just cleaning up toys all the time right. and doing all the things that are required to keep these little humans alive. Um, what does sort of this idea of intentionality in this mom life mean to you? And where would that overwhelmed mom kind of start to live a more intentional life? Yeah. I mean, I think that is the the hard piece of, we feel like almost like robots that we're doing the same thing every day and it doesn't feel meaningful. And your husband gets home from work or whatever the case may be. And you're like, Oh, what have, what have I done all day? And that's, that's kind of one of my root things of like that feeling where you just don't feel accomplished and how to switch that <laughs> to improve it. And so the whole intentionality piece, even doing the same, my, my big thing is to write things down. And I feel like we feel overwhelmed because we just don't even realize what all we do. We do it. We know we do a lot. We're really tired and we just don't exactly know what we're showing for it and just, yeah, not feeling proud of that. And so my big thing is writing down what you want to do. And so even if it is like three things of, I want to make sure I do one load of laundry today and I get five minutes to like read a book or do a Bible study, or I get my workout in picking some priority things that are important to you. And I call those your non-negotiables for the day. So if you're grumpy at the end of the day, what, why, what are you grumpy about? What didn't you do? And so identifying those few things, maybe it's just a conversation with an adult. If you've got really little ones at home. And so whatever that is, identifying those couple things and just being intentional about making sure those happen no matter what. You may need to rearrange when they happen during the day, but like those things happen 
and then to just really find ways to make things more enjoyable. I like to pair tasks. So if you're doing the laundry and hating it or doing the dishes and hating it, like put on a podcast or an audio book. Like one of our podcasts, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) As you're working around the house, get your decluttering tips from Emily. Um, So like just find ways to make it more enjoyable. And sometimes multitasking is not the way to go, but when you can, when it feels right, when it's a pretty mindless task, find ways to make it more enjoyable. So like starting there of like making your day feel better. And then by having it written down, you can see like, okay, even though the house isn't perfectly picked up, like I wrote down that I, I did clean up and vacuum once today, whether (laughs) whatever it looks like now, like I did do that today. And so just having that kind of checklist of realizing what you've done can make a huge difference in how you feel. Cause sometimes how we feel is not reflective of reality of how the day went. So that's just that check of <laughs> going through what actually happened and that you, it's what you wanted to happen and not just what you feel like you should do. Cause someone else's routine looks like this or someone else's daily tasks look like that. It needs to be what works for you and what's going to make you feel good at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. You're reminding me of when I was kind of early in my motherhood journey. So I've been a stay-at-home mom since 2016 when my youngest was, or my oldest, excuse me, was born. And my husband, very benign, would come home and say, oh, what did you do today? Just like a very benign question, Uh right? And I would, as my gold star self, which is like Mm -hmm. always based on performance and everything. And here I am at home with this like little kid. And I'm just like, well, we went to the park and we went to the playground and we went to the library and I wanted to like list off all of these things that we did, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't really what he was asking. He didn't want some sort of like report from me. I wasn't getting graded on like all the things that I did. And yet I totally understand that feeling of what did I do today? Like you can't even remember. So I love this idea. (laughs) Yeah. The non-negotiables and just kind of writing those down and that they can be very, very small things. Um, And one of the things that you mentioned that I wanted to dive into a little bit is our tendency that when we're overwhelmed, a lot of times it's because we are doing the shoulds and the things that we should do because of, I either look at, you know, your caregivers growing up, like my mom always had an immaculate home. So I should have an immaculate home. Mm -hmm. Um, My friend Julie has her kids in soccer. So I should get my kids in soccer, that kind of thing. So what are your recommendations about how we can kind of in a good way, still have connections with other people, obviously, but kind of put those blinders on. So we're able to focus on what actually matters most to us instead of getting overwhelmed by all the things that we could and, or should do. Yeah. And that is really, I, I have this thing called the should test. And that is every time you find yourself saying I should, or starting to think I should to really pause and and evaluate is it something you really quote unquote should do because it's going to be fulfilling to you, rewarding? Not that it's always easy and you love it, but in general, it's something like you genuinely want to do or is the route. Yeah. Your friend's kids are in soccer. And so you're just doing all these things and you're filling up your time and your mental energy. And you just don't even, you have to stop and pause and realize, is it actually important to you? And that's how you're going to remove things that 
like get more time back in your day. Cause you're doing things, you're spending time just thinking about things. Like how often are you stressing about all those things you should be doing all that time and mental energy. And so one thing is really just consuming less, less info and less opinions. Like I, I love to learn things like listen to podcasts and learning things, but I can, I have to catch myself sometimes. I'm like, I'm addicted to consuming. Like I like all the ideas and all the things, but you have to have time to implement. And there's times where it may be all good things. Like all, all your shoulds might be like good things, like nothing bad. But at the point that you're getting overwhelmed and stressing about how to do them and what to focus on, that's a red flag that there's just, there's too much. And so that's where you really need to stop and be like, okay, in this season of my life, whether that's like this week, this month, this quarter, whatever, what is practically doable? What is going to make me feel good as a mom, a wife, a person, and what makes sense like for our family. And that's what you really have to, to pause and evaluate and just focus on that and let those other things be okay to not happen. You can, again, create a list that you can go to later if you're ready to add on something else. Like you've got your go-to list there. So like you give it a home, you can feel good. Like, yes, it's still important to me. It can live over here. I'm just not ready to pursue it yet. So it's not that you're saying no forever. You're just saying, choosing what to say yes to right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I talk a lot about our most precious resources, which I seem as like, you know, time, energy, focus, Mm -hmm. attention. And a lot of times as moms, we might focus very heavily on the time thing because we always feel like, oh my gosh, you know, there's never enough time to do anything, but all of the decisions that we're making and they're all taxing those resources. And I love that idea of the should test that it's kind of like this, you know, this gut check as to how you are feeling about that. Um, and it goes back to that intentionality again. Like, why am I, why am I doing this in the first place? Um, this, one of the last episodes I did, um, pretty recently was about questions to ask yourself when decluttering. One of them was how would I feel if this spontaneously combusted, which is kind of funny, (laughs) I realize, but when you think about something that you're doing, just kind of connecting that, like taking your kids to soccer three times a week and on the weekends, that makes me feel like ill. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what if something that responsibility, that obligation, like what if it was removed? How would you yeah. feel? And if the answer is I would feel lighter, I would feel less burdened, then mm-hmm. probably that's something you need to remove from yeah. things that you're doing. So I love that kind of heart check, gut check um, with the should list. Uh, And I know you were talking about your non-negotiables. I love that. I also have this as well. And one of the kind of characteristics of overwhelm is we just feel like all of these thoughts are swirling around us like a thought tornado Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we don't know what to do with them. So what are your recommendations when someone is in sort of that state and they're looking around and they're like, oh, this needs to be cleaned. This needs to be picked up. Oh, I have to make that appointment for my son and all of that stuff. What are your recommendations for dealing with that? Yeah. Oh, just like hearing that. I'm like, just 
just take a breath. <laughs> this is the first thing. Just, just breathe, close your eyes. If you have to, to like remove all the distraction to refocus. Um, sometimes you need to literally remove yourself, like go to the car, go outside, go to any space in your home that doesn't feel as cluttered just so you can have that like mental breath to reevaluate and you're not making decisions in a frantic state, but it's really that again, like writing things down, whether it's, I have printables, but I love to use my notes app and my phone, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter what it is. And that's where, cause in your mind, everything is way more overwhelming. There's way more of it. You don't even want to start because it feels like too much or you're looking around and can't figure out what to start on. Just write it all down. Just do a brain dump. Just write down all the things that are popping in your head. And that's when you assign a day (laughs) or a time to deal with them. So you've got, I like to think of it in like a week because we will, if we're just planning out like, okay, I have all these things to do. I'm looking around, like I need to get it done. And in our minds, it's like, it needs to be done today. We got to do it all right now. And you will list out 20 things to do today. And you're not going to get through all those things. And then you're going to feel like a failure and you're going to be depressed and let's not do that. So you make your full list and you have like a week calendar in front of you and you just kind of write some things down on each day, give it a time. So that way, again, like it has a place. I don't need to stress about that one errand I need to do because I'm doing it two days from now. Like I can, that can stop living in my brain that has a place. So just really doing that brain dump. And when you get it all on paper, it just feels more doable. And that's the whole thing of like, you can, you can make the plans from there to get things done when it makes sense with your schedule. And so that just whole idea of just giving each thing a time and it's, it's like physical things, giving it a place, same thing with your um, time, giving those things a place and you can just relax. Cause you have it, you have a plan, you have it figured out. You don't have to deal with it all now, but you know, it will be handled. Yeah, I do um, time blocking very similar to that. And so I know what is happening when, so I don't have to think about it at another time of the day, which is so freeing because um, I know there's a quote from David Allen of getting things done early, like, and it is, um, you don't need to have the same thought twice unless you like having that thought. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't have to think about, okay, oh, dishes in the sink. Come back two minutes later to the kitchen. There's dishes in the sink. Come back five minutes later. There's still dishes in the sink. Well, yes, there's dishes in the sink, but that you're, and I want to talk about this a little bit as far as building routines around some of these things. When you know, okay, every day at such and such time, that's when I'm going to take everything in the sink, put it in the dishwasher and start the dishwasher. Then that visual, um, you know, of seeing the dishes doesn't have to trip you up. Doesn't have to make you feel bad about yourself. Like you're doing something wrong. You're failing as a mom because mm-hmm. you have dishes in the we're sink. We're going to go where it's going to go from dishes to you are failing at everything. Yes, <laughs> it goes. is. That's how our brain goes. <laughs> and mine, I have the tendency of that too. You know, once I gave myself the freedom to realize, number one, I don't have to have my house as immaculate as the house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And number two, that I know when I'm cleaning that bathroom. Like I know when it's happening. Bathroom is my yeah. nemesis. Anyone who listens yeah. to me knows. That. 
So I'm like, okay, I know when that's happening. So I can go in there and I don't have to freak out because it's dirty in the moment because Mm -hmm. I have a time that I'm going to be doing that so I can relax and actually focus on the thing that I want to be focusing on, which focus is one of those resources that is easily depleted, very hard to find as moms to focus on anything, I feel like. So can you talk a little bit about this concept of everything having sort of its place so we don't have to be thinking about it when we're not doing it when it comes to building routines or, you know, give an example of a routine, maybe if you like, that would be really helpful. Yeah. And it's funny because it's, it's the same thing. So my most recent issue is again with those dishes and we do not have dishwasher right now. So it's like, that is just a big, it takes forever. It's a big task. There's always dishes piling up, but I finally decided, like I picked a time of day. It's kind of like after the kids get home from school and are home a little bit, like I'm doing the dishes right then. So it's like cleaned up before dinner. That is when I do it. So when there's dishes in, in the sink throughout the day, and I see that I'm not freaking out about it. Cause I already know like, okay, I know what I'm doing that. And then I put some get put away right after, but whatever's still in the drying rack, I put those away in the morning. It's a thing that sometimes we just need like a productive boost first thing in the morning, just to feel like we've gotten something done. So that's something to um, hone into. That's that whole self-awareness piece of what's, what's maybe something you can do in the morning. Like, do you just want to ease into the day? Do you need to do something that kind of dopamine hit first thing in the morning that you're going to feel good about? Um, so when you're figuring out routines, that's something to think about like how you operate. Do you want to plan more like active, like household tasks in the morning or in the afternoon? When are you more energized to do something like that? And so a lot of it is that self-awareness piece. So you're not just blindly following this daily routine that you found and is making you do like a one hour house cleaning block first thing in the morning. And you just want to die like as you're doing it. Cause you're like, I'm not a morning person. Like, don't, don't make me do this. There's no right or wrong. Like don't force yourself. Like if you were struggling that much, like just stop. It's okay. <laughs> Rework it, figure out a different routine. And I would say just starting with those things that are currently stressing you out. So if you do have dishes piling up and that's a stressor or like laundry is always piled up and that's always stressing you out. That's where you can start of like, okay, let me figure out assigning a time or a routine around those things. So, you know, whether it's certain days of the week or it's like before bed or whatever, you're putting a load of laundry in, whatever the timing works, just figure out what that looks like for you so that you can release that stress from laundry or dishes or whatever it may be. Yeah. For me, the dopamine hit you're talking about, (laughs) I was laughing um, because for me, that is laundry and I do laundry on a daily basis. I actually um, will try to encourage my youngest who likes to be a little bit slower in the morning Um, I say, okay, buddy, I want to wash your pajamas. So can you go ahead and get changed? And as soon as I get his pajamas, I've started the wash. And then the goal is to have everything ready, like done, hung up, put away by the time that I get him go to preschool. So for me, like at nine something in the morning, my laundry is done for the day. And I can't tell you how fantastic that feels. Um, And again, I have more energy in the morning. I know that about myself, that self-awareness piece. 
And my husband one day was like, you know, you don't have to do laundry every day. I'm like, I know that, but it makes me happy. It makes me feel accomplished. And I don't have to think about it because then when you're building those routines, especially a daily routine, you don't have to think about, am I doing laundry? Am I not doing laundry? I don't know. Hmm, Not sure. So yeah, focusing on, you know, what is um, causing you the most um, heartache and just kind of going from there. I think that's a, a great idea. And I, I will sing from the mountaintops that daily laundry has changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's so empowering. And that's where it's like, it's not some grand complex system. It's one simple thing that you figure out and it feels good. And it's like a mom win for the day, every day. That's that's the ultimate right there. So yay. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Well, I want to make sure that you have some time to tell people um, how to connect with you and also about your Etsy shop and kind of some of the printables that you have, uh, because I, I love using those types of things and I am not very good at actually creating them. So I am so thrilled that you have them because I think that would really help my listeners. So can you tell us where to find you and where to find those printables, please? Awesome. Yeah. Well, you can go to mommadeplans.com and there's the link there to head to the productivity printables. Um, It's called paper made plans on Etsy. Um, But yeah, just the printables are that intentional step of writing things down. And like I've said here, just the power of doing that. And so everything from just that weekly task, like brain dump to your meal planning. Um, I've got some command centers on there. My big thing. It's like, if you do one thing, it's to have the fridge calendar <laughs> that everyone's on the same page and have that up and like your weekly kind of brain dump list next to it. Cause you can be checking, um, just those first steps to just sort of get more intentional and organized with your time and get your family on board and everyone being on the same page and your kids not asking you a million times, what are we doing today? What's tomorrow? Like, are anyone else's kids obsessed with what the plans are? Like, Yeah, actually, before my youngest goes to bed every night, I'm always like, okay, buddy, you got to use the bathroom before we go to sleep. He goes, not until we talk about tomorrow. <laughs> so I lay with him when we talk about tomorrow and I'm kind of like, uh, you have school. And then we have lunch is like a lot of times the same thing every day, but he wants to know what the plan is for the next day. That's so cute. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. We have plans today, but it's like, you can stop answering that question because you just send them to the calendar. Go look at the calendar. So save yourself some sanity, send your kids to the calendar. Um, But yeah, so you can, there's a variety of things from bundles to just individual papers. So whatever you need to help just really mapping out what's important, writing it down and keeping yourself accountable. And when you get those free minutes and that panic ensues of like, oh, I have 20 minutes of free time. What do I do right now? You're not going to waste the whole 20 minutes or end up scrolling on your phone because you have your go-to list of things to do and you're going to be more productive and feel good at the end of the day. And that's the goal. Yes. That's what it's all about. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes. And I'm just so grateful that we chatted today. I know there's just so much goodness that we can start implementing and not be overwhelmed and not be comparing and just kind of doing what works best for us and our families. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was so fun. Thanks. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. 
I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.